of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today as we take your questions about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. David is calling from Saigon, Vietnam. I think that's my first call from Saigon in 30 years. David, how are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> good. What are you doing in Saigon? Um, uh, living abroad. I've been living, uh, my wife and I have been living abroad for about 16 years, uh, but our investments and properties are in the U S cool. What do you do for a living? And, uh, international educator. Okay. So I teach the teacher. Right. Yeah. I was going to say that sounded okay. a lot like Art Vandelay's importer exporter from <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> I've got a nice, I actually nice have a good friend whose brother lives in Saigon that is in your business. And I'm wondering if you're him anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead, brother. How can we help? Maybe I know him. Um, well, um, okay. We, uh, we're, we're big fans of the baby steps. We've, we've done them all. We've done them all except for one. And I might get in trouble from you on this one. And that is that we have two rental properties that um that are turning um a profit and we don't want to pay off the rest of the mortgage because we feel like we're making more having that money invested in the market so and i know you uh with your baby steps you um highly i recommend paying off those mortgages but we're thinking why do that if we can make more if that money is in the market can you share your wisdom oh you want you want to know why i said that oh i see okay and how much money do Share you how much money do you have in investments? Uh, a little over a million. Good for you. Well done. How old are you? Uh, fifty seven. Excellent. And how much are these mortgages? Uh, they're about one hundred and seventy each. So three forty knocks it out, and that leaves you with six sixty in your investment. If we use that investment pool to do that, okay? Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. And, and so really what we're discussing is how much more you would make on 340000 over the interest on the houses, okay? Now, yes. here's the thing. Um, I first approached this through the lens of faith is, was my first approach because I have all the letters and licenses after my name, the academic crap that says I'm supposed to know something about money, but I went broke. So apparently I did something wrong. Um and I, I and so I discovered uh, common sense and what the Bible says about money, and I can't find anywhere as a Christian. This is my my journey, not yours. Okay, I can't find anywhere in the Bible ever that says anything positive about debt. It's not a salvation issue. You're not going to hell because you have debt. It's not a God loves you less if you have debt. It's all negative though. Uh, the borrower is slave to the lender. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. All the negative references from that. So as, as part of my faith walk, I had to say, okay, God must know something or that I don't understand about debt because I was taught if you can borrow money at, um, you know, 3 4 5% on your mortgage and you can invest it in a mutual fund and make 10 or 12, then you're making that spread, that arbitrage, which is what you're discussing, Correct. Yes, exactly. Now, now, as I've gone forward, what I've discovered is that the vast majority of wealthy people that we've studied, uh, 
people of faith or otherwise have avoided debt and gotten out of debt and uh and have stayed away from it and i kind of had to stop and go why is that and i find very few people now you're not highly leveraged but I, I find very few people that are highly leveraged that actually survive the people that borrow money like crazy to buy rental properties and do an airbnb and all this crap uh, they're all broke in 10 years i went broke doing that within within 10 years and so you can't find someone that's been doing that for 20 years and survived one of these economic cycles takes their head off and so what that means is that debt equals risk. More debt equals more risk. And I think we can all agree to that. Can you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You have little. Um, you have a small amount of debt, so it doesn't feel like a lot of risk. It's not as much risk as if you had $3.4 million, agreed? Correct, yeah. yeah that's all I'm saying. More debt is more risk. Yeah. Less, red is, less debt is less risk. Zero debt is approaching zero risk. And the only thing, mm. the only math formula I have found that adjusts for risk does not exist in the real estate world. It's only in the investment world. And we adjust for risk using the math formula of a beta. A beta is the height of a, uh, if you do peaks and valleys of an investment, it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. The, the difference in the valley, the difference in the peak and the valley is called a beta. You're, and it's your the vol, higher beta is a higher volatility, a, a steeper mountain and a more often cycle. Does that make sense? Yes. And in the investment world, we use a beta. The higher the beta, the higher the risk because the more volatile it is. And we use an inverse relationship in the math, meaning you drop it under the denominator and get nerdy here. But the that gives you the ability to calculate risk into the investment and measure a risky investment against a not-so-risky investment that has a lower beta. And you've, you've neutralized for risk. Therefore, you can compare them apples to apples. We don't enter risk into the formula that you used to tell me you wanted to keep your debt. If we put risk risk in that formula and you do have some risk not as much as if you had 3.4 million but if we put a low beta in your formula it starts to neutralize and do away with all your spread the other thing that happens is when you don't have any payments you just straight up sleep better that's true and i've done that's a and i've done detailed research 100 percent of the foreclosures occur on a house with a mortgage mm. and so i yeah. i would tell you this let's do this you could try this if you want to i would pay them both off and if you hate it, go get you another mortgage later. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, fair enough. Uh, can I ask you another question, a follow-up question then? So you, if you should be scared do, to after that long answer. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in stats if class. If you yank all that money out, we're going to pay through the nose in taxes, pulling it all out, out of all of our, uh, our retirement investments. How old are you? So it's like, oh, you're 57. No, I would not okay. take it out of retirement. Yeah. Is it all in retirement? Yeah, this is all. This you don't have any money all, that's you know. not in retirement. We have, yeah, we have some. How much? We have a um, couple hundred. Well, I'd use that then. Ta-da! Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have a good income, and I would just, no, I'm not going to cash out and pay penalties on your retirement. I was not suggesting that, but because that changes the formula. Now, you may have some capital gains on it, and I, I would do that. I have lived 100% debt-free since I went broke 30-something years ago, and I have had a wonderful life. I've made a lot of money. I have a lot of investments, and they're all paid for. And when crap happens, like the Island of Misfit Toys is misbehaving up in Washington, D.C. right now, and they're screwing up the whole freaking economy, I'm sitting here peaceful and slept really good last night, except that my four-year-old grandson put a plastic snake under my pillow. <laughs> but other than that, I slept great last night. That really did happen. Good for him. Uh, I told him his new name is Sneaky Snake.
like it. That's his new nickname. When he come, when I go to his rehearsal dinner in 24 years, <laughs> I'm going to introduce him to Snake Snakey Snake. That's it. I'm going to throw that snake at him. I'm saving it. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. JC is with us in Fort Worth. Hey, JC, what's up? Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. How can we help? Well, I'm calling today because I'm feeling very overwhelmed about our house and really not sure what to do about it. Um, The short story is that since August, we've had some major home repairs totaling about um, $40,000 that are going to send us back into consumer debt because we don't have that kind of cash in the bank. So I guess my question is, at what point do we cut our losses and um, say goodbye to this house? Okay, what kind of home repairs pop up so suddenly and unexpectedly? Right, so um, we had to get our HVAC replaced in August. Um, when we bought the house, it was only two years old, which we thought, you know, was a dream. And what did you pay uh, for that? So the HVAC was about 15 We okay. got the lowest sear that we could so you paid for that. Yeah. That's done. Um, no, we had to finance that. So you had no money when you moved in the house? Well, so we moved into the house in 2019. Um, and you had no money when your, we, when your HVAC went out? So we have, we have about 13000 in the bank. And so... We could pay for most of it, yes. But you didn't? No, we did not. Okay, so what is it you want me to... So you're trying to decide whether to keep the house. What was the other thing that went wrong? Yeah, so the foundation, um, basically with the drought that we had in Texas this summer, the house was falling apart at the seams, major cracks. Um, So we... We actually had gotten a quote for the foundation a couple years ago, and it was only 4000 at the time, and then we ended up waiting on it, and it ended up being a lot more. So that was 95 and then to what, validate... What, what, what was 95 You've already done it? 
Yeah. So you've already yeah. financed that too. Yes. Oh, I thought you told me you were going had to do these repairs and then you were going to be in debt. So you've already made all these decisions. Well, there's one more decision that we have to make. Okay. Um, and so to validate the warranty for the, the lifetime, the, um, the lifetime warranty on the foundation, we need to pass a plumbing test and we failed that. And the minimum repairs for that are 13,000, but they're not entirely sure that that's going to fix it. They the same really people that did the foundation did the plumbing repair. No, no, it was a different company. Are they friends? Yes, they are, and BS. I've been working on getting. Um, yes, they can trench up your entire yard for less than that. That's absolute BS. Okay. I, I'd call another company to come out and certify I'm it. calling BS. I'm calling a lawyer. You're going to certify this dadgum foundation that you put in for $10,000 today, period. This idea that I have to get plumbing done from your friend before I get your warranty on work you did, BS. Mm-hmm. I'm about okay. to bust somebody in the chops. Okay. I don't think you're going to do it, are you? <laughs> Because well, you're convinced I'm, that you're convinced I'm, the whole damn thing's falling down. Yeah, I am. Yeah. You're right. And so you, and I think gonna, you want to sell it because you don't like you're mad at the house. Very true. Yes. Yeah. So what's this piece of garbage worth? It's probably worth about well, it's maybe three hundred thousand. It might be a, a little. We might have to you know take a little bit less on it now with what do you owe on it? Slowing down about one eighty. Okay. All right. Uh, I think you're going to sell your house because I think you hate your house. Yeah. But I also think you got to figure out a way to start living your life without drama to drama to debt to debt. Yeah. It's not going because you're always going to have drama around the house, and you're going to have to right. you're going to have to finish you're going to have to finish borrowing money on it, and you're going to have to think differently about the process. But I, I I don't know about your husband, but I do know about his wife. She's tired of this house. She's ready to move. I think my husband is more tired than I am, actually. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> but now you're going to get everything all fixed. I'm gonna, I'm not doing the plumbing. Bozo that did the repair on the uh, foundation is about to issue me a warranty, or I'm about to come after him for doing work that he can't warranty. This is a problem. Okay. This is a problem, and I smell a rat, and it stinks. So could be wrong not calling him a crook just saying sure does look like one and so uh that's what i'm doing and then i'm gonna put the house on the market and sell the crap out of it and move and this time buy something that and and listen and then and then stop this garbage stop all this justification and we're stuck and it's the only thing we can do we're trapped and all this stuff happens to us you're gonna have to happen to it right and it's time that you guys get control of this stuff and if you buy a house in the dfw area you're gonna have foundation challenges you're gonna have air conditioning i mean that just just got to make peace with that if you're gonna be a homeowner in some of those areas yeah yeah which means you can't like you mentioned you can't buy a house you don't have any money and you also get a good home inspection before you buy the house right yeah and um you should know with a good home inspection if you have more than two years of life left in the hvac yes um you got a you got a 12 year old hvac it's coming it's coming it, shortly get ready you know what i mean I don't, oh it's, it's working perfect now yeah it, yeah it won't, won't be for long 
it's coming at you. I mean, you know, you got a four-year-old HVAC, you should get more than two more years out of it. Hello. So, um, I mean, this is, you know, it's basic stuff. These things have a life and a lifespan, and the lifespan is only so long. You said it, Dave, um, and it reminds me. Uh, JC, you're going to sell this house. You're going to buy a new house. And if you don't quickly and dramatically deal with the drama in your home, with how y'all handle money, how y'all handle each other, how you handle um, YOLO versus we're going to slow down and save up for stuff, you're going to realize in short order you're going to buy a new house and you and your husband went with you. And they are going to show up at that new house. And there's going to be more, we need this, we got to buy this, and we got to have this, and then this is going to break and the whole cycle starts over again. Yeah. Part of me thinks the spiritual exercise would be to sit there for a couple, three months, six months, and make peace with your relationship with your husband and y'all make peace with decision making and then get into something else you're not going to do that but man there's something about running from mess to mess to mess you said it dave you got to deal with the drama or it's just gonna follow you it's gonna follow you yeah. follow you follow you follow you and this is thanksgiving it's probably not a bad idea to sell your house in the spring rather than at christmas so you know in terms of market market timing or whatever um so it might be it's okay yeah go ahead and bust on the foundation guy get that certified and then just sit there enjoy the new property get it get, you know start you know spend a month or two cleaning it up get ready to sell start talking about putting it on the market in march and in the meantime in the meantime get your head around okay we're gonna control these controllables these variables coming at us are not going to control us and uh when you live from stress to stress to crisis to crisis debt to debt um it's a cycle that you have to intellectually and as an act of your will break that cycle and it's not easy to do. Um, I was the same way. I mean, uh, we're at our house, Ramsey's. We are built-in drama queens. Oh, I mean, we can add drama to anything. So it's um, one of my spiritual gifts, man. <laughs> so uh, Ian Crone created a, 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 a tenth enneagram for me, just, just for you, just drama queen, yeah, dra- drama just queen. drama queen, number ten on the enneagram. That's right. And so, yeah, that's it. And. Uh, I, you know, so I, I understand what you're doing, but one of the things I had to do is I had to break myself from feeling like these circumstances were controlling me. These things coming at me were controlling me. And there's that sense of power of backing up three steps and go, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we're not using your buddy to fix the plumbing. Maybe we're just going to bust you in the nose. Maybe not. Yeah, it's a whole different way of looking at things. This is The Ramsey Show. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Chris and Brianna are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, hey we're guys. great. Welcome. Where do y'all live? Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, cool. Welcome to Nashville. And all the way here to do a debt-free scream. How much did you pay off? $76,840.94. Love it. How long did this take? 27 months. Wow. And your range of income during that time? 
um, after taxes, it was 140000 to 150000 Awesome. What do y'all do for a living? Um, I'm a counselor and a virtual health and fitness coach. Mm-hmm. And I own a small landscaping company. Oh, very good. Very good. Good good careers, both of you. What kind of debt was the 77000 It was mostly student loans mm-hmm. um, and then the rest of it. So about 53000 was student loans and then the rest of it was consumer debt. Yeah. How long have you been out of school? Oh, I've, I've been out of school since 2004. <laughs> We've been borrowing money since we got married. Yes. Okay. 20 year, 22 20 years. years. 22 been years. married 22 years, yeah. but 30 months ago, 27 months ago, mm-hmm. what happened? What turned the corner for you? I mean, you, you uh, changed. Well, I, uh, I lost my temper one day after a long, hard day in the hot sun. Um, I was working a lot. We were dealing with a lot, and... Uh, this is COVID. I mean, 27 months ago is the middle of COVID, right? Well, so we really had this conversation right before COVID hit. Yeah. And, okay. And so at the time, we did have six kids in the house at that time. Uh-huh. Um, and so we had a lot of stress. And then yeah, finances were tight. And, and then it was a long, hot day. And then what happened? <laughs> and, then, and then I said, we got to do something different. This, yeah. this ain't working. And that kind of uh, rounded off the edges on that a little bit. But, um, <laughs> that- you know. And so the next day we were at church and uh, <laughs> like for and real, we, what'd you do? Like you can't just leave. That's like that's like in middle school when somebody came up to you and goes, "I know someone who likes you," and they don't tell you what well, happened. I just lost my temper. Right. I, I have a, a a bad temper. Right. Um, but I and so we um, we heard about uh, your class at Twelve Stone Church. And, oh yeah. And so uh, we took the class. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like you said, COVID hit right in the middle of it. Yeah. So we kind of finished up online. Yeah, um, but it was a uh, um, it was a it was a hard decision because I was all I was gung ho um, and she wasn't so much so. Right. I mean, he I, I I we had just lived with debt for so long. Like there was just a part of me that didn't really believe that we could get out of it. Mm-hmm. And so um, and he is very all or nothing, and I'm very in the gray. And so <laughs> approaching the um, the steps, you know, was a challenge as far as communication goes and all mm-hmm. of that. But we did it. So, mm-hmm. and is this one of many schemes you've presented her over the years, or was this? Listen, we don't got to get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there could have been a bunch yes. of yes. opportunities. We, yes, and I've, this was just another. And she was like, "All right." Yeah, I've yes. always been an entrepreneur. Okay, I've always tried stuff on my own. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Brianna, what what finally brought you around? Where you said I'm into? Well, I mean, I'm going to support whatever he wants to do, and so I just was like. Um, decided to trust the process i mean i i, I knew the principles at what point because you didn't at first well tell the truth i mean i didn't at first but i i did it even without even without believing it okay. so okay. so yeah so i behaviorally i was all in but in my head i mean i even told my best friends like there's no way this is going to work for us okay honestly okay. um and then we kept when doing did you it. start believing in your head that it would work um i would say about six months in once oh, we got wow. like once we really had stuff paid off and we were only getting to the student loans, then I was like, I could see the real traction was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last August, we still had like $29,000 left. And he's like, I want to pay it off by the time the kids get out of school. Mm-hmm. And that would have been May. And I was like, oh, there's no way we're going to do this. <laughs> and then we did it. We sent our last payment in May before they got out of school that wow. year. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how'd y'all, how'd y'all make it in that last sprint? I mean, we just, just tighter. we just got tighter and tighter and every single, I mean, anything extra that came into the house went, any extra paychecks yeah. went, any extra money went. Um, we were cutting, we were budgeting, we had sold extra furniture around the house. And by now you believe. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Now so I believe. Now you're all in. Mm-hmm. At now this, I'm at all this in. Point in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. That makes a difference too. That changes the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Good for you. How has this changed your marriage? Well, I mean, we're not fighting about money. Yeah, we don't. We don't <laughs> fight about money. We've we've never really fought like mm-hmm. hardcore about stuff, but. Um, we we did more of the uh, we just won't talk about it and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. We've always been good earners. We just didn't really you were manage even better our spenders. Well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just didn't manage. We it didn't well. manage our money well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. our money didn't really change that much. I mean, as you can see from the numbers, it only went up ten thousand. So it was all just behavioral stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you came home from that long hot day in the sun before COVID starts and this mm-hmm. whole thing happens, was um, what, 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 what you were mad about money? A money thing i was mad that i was working so hard and we had no money okay mm-hmm. that's what i meant yeah that, it's a it's a disgusted yeah kind of yeah thing. i've been there yeah i'm yeah. sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah yeah i work too dead gum hard we make a hundred and something thousand dollars we got nothing yep that that mad that's yes, a good sir. mad i like that one that's righteous anger mm-hmm. that causes you to change your life yeah that's good very well done guys well Thank done you. very mm-hmm. powerful what do you when you look back what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is passion for me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you got to get after it as you say a lot mm-hmm. um i'm outside a lot so i listen to the show a lot um mm-hmm. i'm able to listen to my headphones most of the day so i just uh i felt like just staying intense and you know pushing the envelope mm-hmm. and trying to make as much money as i could yeah that make you work harder when it's when it's going somewhere mm-hmm. when you can see the traction yeah. yeah yeah you can work extra hours you can do all kinds of stuff yeah Good for you. Yep. Very well done. What about you, Brianna? What do you say the secret was? I think the secret was to start before you're ready mm-hmm. and to just trust the process. Ooh. Yeah, there's something about um, start before you're ready. Acting That's your cool. way into mm-hmm. this. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna trust the process. It's like the Indiana Jones, you know, when he just takes that step mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take the next step. He could have sat there and, and intellectualized the whole thing, but mm-hmm. he just started walking, right? And good for you. And you 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 walked the path and suddenly it began to reveal itself. Oh, this right. is gonna happen, right? Yes, exactly. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, for you. That's powerful. Very well done, y'all. Thank Very you. Very well yeah. done. Proud of you. And you brought the kiddos with you. Have them come up. What are their mm-hmm. names and on. ages? Come on up. We've got Emma. She is 11. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ivy is nine. And then Gavin is 13. And mm-hmm. then we have an older one at home, Ryan. He's watching the house and the dog. That's so a good he's thing. 18. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's a good thing. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Well, well done, you guys. Very well done. Hey, we've got the Live and Give bundle for you. That's the Total Money Makeover book, the new Baby Steps Millionaires book, both number one bestsellers for you to use or give away, and a one-year membership to Financial Peace University. You've been through it, but uh, that'll give it. That'll be something you can give away as well, and you'll enjoy certainly the Baby Steps Millionaire book. That's the next chapter in your story. You're mm-hmm. on your way. So proud of y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. You, you conquered one of the most difficult territories to conquer, and that's the guy in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very difficult. Well done. Very well done. And we can see it on you. We yeah. can see the body language. It's it's very powerful. Good job. Thank very you. Very good job. <clears throat> All right. Chris and Brianna, Gavin, Emma, and Ivy. Wow. $77,000 paid off in 27 months, making 140 to 150 after I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> Count it down. Let's hear a right, debt-free scream. Three. Three. Two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt free. free. Yeah. yeah. That's how it's done. Wow. Wow. What's our friend's name? I cannot place it. Who wrote the book? And he talks about the only positive, uh, or the most one of the most positive emotions is the emotion of anger. 
um, uh, seven. Oh, Dodd. Chip. Chip Dodd. Yeah. Thank you, Chip Dodd. Yeah, the anger is the one that has action associated with it. Mm. And uh, you know, we we always we're all everybody's so worried about toxic versions of anger, but there's a good anger that moves you off your gets you off your butt. Yeah, it points you towards something that you care about, and it helps you recognize this isn't how things should be, and I'm headed to, I'm headed right in the middle yeah. of it. It puts you on a personal crusade. Yeah. It's a crusades are not born of anything but anger. And, uh, and it's a righteous kind of an anger, not toxic. No one's getting hurt with this. But I got mad. Yeah. That, that's a good kind of mad. I like and I'm that. not just going to sit here and stamp my feet. I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. It's the old, the old song from the 80s. Twisted Sister, baby. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had more hair. Yeah. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Deloney Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. If you've gone through Financial Peace University, chances are you did it because someone in your life lit a fire under your butt. Mom and dad gave it to you as a gift. Your pastor offered it at the church. Uh, A friend that wouldn't stop talking about it. Uh, You finally took the class. You start working the baby steps. Now everything's different. Just like our last step-free scream. You change your entire future. Now you can light a fire under someone else. There you go. This Christmas, you can give someone you care about Financial Peace University and share the same hope that you've discovered with money. Right now, we're offering Financial Peace University at the lowest price we ever have, $59.99. Wow. That includes all nine lessons, the premium version of every dollar, and group financial coaching. This deal, I promise you, will not last. This is a uh, Christmas time special, so you can give. This Christmas, give the people you care about a gift you act- that actually matters, and that gift is called hope. It's called freedom. To get Financial Peace University for just $59.99, go to RamseySolutions.com slash GiveFPU. See, we're kind of in the deflation I say, business. I don't think you've here. gotten the inflation message. I didn't get the memo on our pricing. It is the season to make things more expensive. We've got permission to do so, Dave. Yeah, and I didn't listen. So our, apparently our marketing people didn't. That's RamseySolutions.com slash GiveFPU. That's the way you get it for 59 and you can give it away. Adam is with us in San Antonio. Hey, Adam, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What's up? Well, I uh, currently live and uh, work in San Antonio, and I just got a job offer in Dallas. Now, I bought the house. It's currently at about 320 got an equity of 160 in it, and a 3.75 interest rate. Now, the job sounds great, but how much should I take as a bonus or um, a raise to take this new job if I know when I get a new house out there, it's going to be at 7 almost 8% versus my 3.75%. I'm currently making about 86 after everything but before taxes. And they're offering you what? Well, we haven't gotten into negotiations yet. I mean, we're throwing some numbers back and forth at each other. But, I mean, 
I just know that's going to take a lot more out of my paycheck, paying that extra interest rate every month. Mm. Hmm. Well, I, I don't think you what you get paid somewhere is based on the interest rate of your house. Yes. I think no, what you not. get paid You're somewhere right. is what the market value at the time of the job is. My question is... I mean, if I they mean, cut your interest rate in half and you got a one point whatever, one and a half percent rate on it... Um, you wouldn't expect to get paid less. No, I guess I'm just asking. Uh, at what point is it worth moving? So um, I, I think you, I think you've got to back out of this. Here's what troubles me about this mindset. It's as it's like you're uncertain of the job you just accepted or about to accept, and you're making it their responsibility to cover certain things. This is a math problem, man come up with, I need this much money to make this move. And if you can't work, we'll shake hands and great. If they can't, if, if the market doesn't demand what they're able to pay in that area, but you're making them. Well, you, you make 80 now. What, what would make it fun? Do you think? Um, with the uh, work I'd have to be doing, uh, I don't know, 94, 95. Okay. What do you think they're going to offer you? Uh, hopefully around there. I mean, uh, this is doing what? It's assessing buildings after uh, hurricanes and disasters. Okay. And you're an engineer, did you say? Uh, we do um, forensic engineer work. Okay. Assessing buildings, hospitals yeah. after disasters. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Have you just not... What is, what's and making I'm not you relying hesitate? on them to do anything. Uh, the main thing is uh, I just know that's going to take more out of my paycheck every month. Sure. But I, I've, I've taken, company I'm at now. I've taken several jobs in my professional career at less money because it was better for the season I was in and it was going to provide an opportunity for me, me to make like significantly more money down the road. Yeah. 10 years from now, do you want to be in Dallas doing this or San Antonio doing this with the two? 10 years from now, you want to be working for the new company or your current company? Um, probably the new one. Probably what? The new one. The new one. Okay. All right. And so if you end up netting a little less then I w and, and that's all the job is worth. I, Cause I don't know what that's worth. I have no idea in Dallas, Texas, they might offer you one forty for all I know, you know, in which case, so it sounds this like is, it's arbitrary. I shouldn't even worry about this at this point. I mean, yeah. making enough, I'm comfortable. I shouldn't let that math scare me away from a good it's, job. It's short term. The long, right. You want to make the decision based on long-term variables, not the short-term variable. But I'm I'm con I'm concerned as to why you are hesitant to put a number out on the table and say this is what it's going to take to get me. I would rather That's them fair. put the first number out because it might be more than I was going to. That's put true. Out. <laughs> yeah. All right. I need ninety-five, or I'm not coming. They're all going to giggle and be like, "You got it, dude." <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yeah. Why don't you see what they're offering? And Have you asked them point blank? What's the no, not yet. The negotiation's just beginning, he said. Okay. Right? Yeah, we've got another one coming up. Yeah, yeah I would just, talked about... I would do... A, the best thing you can do in negotiating in general is listen and let them talk and then just say, gosh, I'm... I, you know, one of the things I'm struggling with has nothing to do with what the job is worth. I want to come over there and add value and the job is worth what the job is worth, but I've got a real good interest rate and I'm not going to have one if I move. And, and that's kind of coming into my math. So what are you all thinking? And just, you know, that's kind of... You know, but you're, you know, I, I would not say 
if you're coming to me, I'm an employer, I've got a thousand, almost 1100 people here. And you say, I, uh, I want more money because my interest rate is higher. I'm going to say no. Yes. Because that's not a reason for me to pay you more. The reason I pay you more is you're worth more. Not because, or the job pays more. Not because you got a higher interest rate. You know, that, you see what I'm saying? The, the value of the position is the value of the position. And, um, and it might be that in this shortage of labor economy that we have with the great resignation, the way things are right now, that they're going to offer you uh, north of 100. I kind of think that, by That's the right. way. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. So I'd be real quiet and let them put a number out and then just smile. And here's, an, here's a little negotiating tip just for fun. You can just play with this if you want to mess with it. It's a great little negotiating line. No matter what they say, just smile and go, wow, that's impressive. Thank you so much. Um, is there any more you can do? And just ask and smile. Just go, can you do anything else? Because they probably got a little bit of something in the, you know, just to see what comes out. I mean, is that the best you can do? I'm laughing right. right now because I asked you that exact question and you said, nope. Nope. <laughs> Well, I've taught this on videos, and I assumed you had watched the video, Deloney. Oh, man. Oh, my no, gosh. No, I, I nope. had that exact conversation. I know right nope. where we were. Nope. This is it. This is what we're doing. <laughs> and I lost like a sucker. <laughs> you didn't lose. You're here. I, I, I won big. I, I won big. You didn't lose. You're on Jordan Peterson this week. That's right. I won big. <laughs> I love it. Too fun. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Always approach a job not by what you need, but by what the position is worth. And that's a good a, a good thing. And how can I add value? Because all employers have this formula, folks. All of us do. And the formula is I need to make more on you than you cost me. Right. Otherwise, I've got a whole bunch of people in the building and I'm losing money. This is called layoffs are coming. Right. And when someone comes in and says, well, I've got this degree and I'm worth this much or I've got this much experience and I'm worth this much. Yeah. Great. But that's your, you, this position's not going to make me that back. I can't afford to do that, right? I had a guy back in the day. There was only about 25 of us, and he came in, and he said, you know, I've got this degree and this degree. And he, he had more degrees than a thermometer. Yeah. I mean, he was unbelievable. And he's like, and if I was working at a Fortune 500 company, here's what I'd be making. And I said, well, this is a small business, son. In a small business, your race is effective when you are. <laughs> we don't really give a crap what your degrees are you can kill something and drag it home man we'll save we'll share it with you but you stand around beating your chest about where you went to school all you're gonna get is a sore chest hey, I, mean, I remember come on. when i first started here i asked one of the hr folks hey where do i send uh, my transcripts and they started laughing he said you, you can keep them <laughs> <laughs> oh you believe you well played well played. we believe you Oh, that's fun stuff. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.